Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer, a daily communal worship practice for followers of Christ. This morning, our call to worship comes out of Psalm 5. Hear my words, Lord. Consider my groans. Pay attention to the sound of my cries, my King and my God, because I am praying to you. Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I lay it all out before you. Then I wait expectantly. Because you aren't a God who enjoys wickedness, evil doesn't live with you. Arrogant people won't last long in your sight. You hate all evildoers, you destroy liars. The Lord despises people who are violent and dishonest. But me, I will enter your house because of your abundant faithful love. I will bow down at your holy temple, honoring you. Lord, because of many enemies, please lead me in your righteousness. Make your way clear right in front of me, because there's no truth in my enemies' mouths. All they have inside them is destruction. Their throats are open graves, their tongues slick with talk. Condemn them, God. Let them fail by their own plans. Throw them out for their many sins because they've rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you celebrate. Let them sing out loud forever. Protect them so that all who love your name can rejoice. Because you, Lord, bless the righteous. You cover them with favor like a shield. One way to read the Old Testament is as the story of three exiles. If we think of them in reverse order, the last exile is the exile of the people of Judah and Jerusalem and Babylon. They get to return from exile when Cyrus the Persian delivers them. The exile in the middle is the story of Israel's slavery in Egypt. God empowers Moses to come and to deliver them, and they escape and pass through the Red Sea, enter into the wilderness, ultimately get into the Promised Land as they're redeemed from exile in Egypt. But the reading from the Old Testament today goes all the way back and narrates the exile of all of humankind, the tragic story of Adam and Eve in the garden, living in harmony with God, but turning against God's purposes and finding themselves exiled and all of humankind with them, separated from the purposes and the peace of God. That text is important because then we get to hear both the gospel and the epistle text celebrate the fact that in the gospel, John the Baptist comes to proclaim that there is a way being made and we should prepare the way for the Lord to come in and deliver us from our exile And then the writer of Hebrews celebrates that the Son has come to bring control and dominion and rule, but not only to himself, but to give it back in proper dominion to humankind that have been in exile, that Christ comes to restore the way things ought to be, both with him and for us with the world. Hear now the word of the Lord. Our Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Genesis, chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. The snake was the most intelligent of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say that you shouldn't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the snake, We may eat the fruit of the garden's trees, but not the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, Don't eat from it and don't touch it or you will die. The snake said to the woman, You won't die, 
God knows that on the day you eat from it, you will see clearly and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The woman saw that the tree was beautiful with delicious food and that the tree would provide wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it and also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then they both saw clearly and knew that they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made garments for themselves. During that day's cool evening breeze, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the Lord God in the middle of the garden's trees. The Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man replied, I heard your sound in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman you gave me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. The Lord God said to the woman, What have you done? And the woman said, The snake tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the snake, Because you did this, you are the one cursed out of all the farm animals, out of all the wild animals. On your belly you will crawl, and dust you will eat every day of your life. I will put contempt between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. They will strike your head, but you will strike at their heels. To the woman he said, I will make your pregnancy very painful. In pain you will bear children. You will desire your husband, but he will rule over you. To the man he said, Because you listened to your wife's voice and you ate from the tree that I commanded, don't eat from it. Cursed is the fertile land because of you. In pain you will eat from it every day of your life. Weeds and thistles will grow for you even as you eat the field's plants. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread until you return to the fertile land, since from it you were taken. You are soil. To the soil you will return. The man named his wife Eve because she is the mother, mother of everyone who lives. The Lord God made the man and his wife leather clothes and dressed them. The Lord God said, The human being has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now, so he doesn't stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever, the Lord God sent him out of the Garden of Eden to farm the fertile land from which he was taken. He drove out the human. To the east of the Garden of Eden, he stationed winged creatures wielding flaming swords to guard the way to the tree of life. The epistle text for today is Hebrews 2, 1-10. through 10. This is why it's necessary for us to pay more attention to what we've heard, or else we may drift away from it. If the message that was spoken by angels was reliable, and every offense and act of disobedience received an appropriate consequence, how will we escape if we ignore such great salvation? It was first announced through the Lord, and then it was confirmed by those who heard him. God also vouched for their message with signs, amazing things, various miracles, and gifts from the Holy Spirit, which were handed out the way he wanted. God didn't put the world that is coming, the world we are talking about, under the angel's control. Instead, someone declared somewhere, what is humanity that you think about them? Or what is the human being that you care about them? For a while, you made them lower than angels. You crowned the human being with glory and honor. You put everything under their control. 
When he puts everything under their control, he doesn't leave anything out of control. But right now, we don't see everything under their control yet. However, we do see the one who was made lower in order than the angels for a little while. It's Jesus. He's the one who is now crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of his death. He suffered death so that he could taste death for everyone through God's grace. It was appropriate for God, for whom and through whom everything exists, to use experiences of suffering to make perfect the pioneer of salvation. This salvation belongs to many sons and daughters whom he's leading to glory. The Gospel reading for today is John, the first chapter, verses 19 through 28. This is John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? John confessed, he didn't deny, but confessed, I'm not the Christ. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? John said, I'm not. Are you a prophet? John answered, No. They answered, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied, I am a voice crying out in the wilderness, make the Lord's path straight, just as the prophet Isaiah said. Those sent by the Pharisees asked, Why do you baptize if you aren't the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered, I baptize with water. Someone greater stands among you whom you don't recognize. He comes after me, but I'm not worthy to untie his sandals. This encounter took place across the Jordan in Bethany, where John was baptizing. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. darkness veils his lovely face i rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil on christ the solid rock i stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood supports me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with 
with trumpet sound. Oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. The Nicene Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes back all the way to the year 325. It is a recitation of the common faith among all Christians about the triune God, the world, the church, and our future hope in God's restoration of the world. It holds a special place among Christian creeds of faith as the only creed that has been affirmed by the Protestant, Catholic, and Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. We'll be reciting it every devotion between our song and prayer time. If you know it, feel free to recite it along with me. If not, take this opportunity to listen to the core of our faith that has been handed down to us for nearly 2,000 years. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Now let's enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you to lift your prayers silently or out loud, whichever is more comfortable, depending on where you find yourself participating with us today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church around the globe. Help us to be unified in your mission today. May we be great representatives of Christ wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering, whether sick, injured, 
or pressed today. May they feel your comfort, strength, and peace. And Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers today. Lord, we come to you not just with needs, but also with thanksgivings for the many blessings that you've given us. We thank you for those blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with this blessing out of Psalm 10. Lord, you listen to the desires of those who suffer. You steady their hearts. You listen closely to them to establish justice for the orphan and the oppressed so that people of the land will never again be terrified. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was Praise to the Lord the Almighty, performed by Ryan Gage, and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible, Today's Psalm, Old Testament readings were by Caleb Daniels. Today's Epistle reading was by Sophie Daniels. Today's Gospel reading was by Scott Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was provided wonderfully by Keller Gage. Today's episode was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.